Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. You may hear Island Conversations on Sundays on KWXX and on B97B93. And the following Friday, the interviews are rebroadcast on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. And you may hear this and any bonus Island Conversations that don't air on the radio online at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com or wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations. Today I'm delighted to have in the studio, but sitting way over there physically distanced, is an old friend who I first interviewed in January 2005. At that time, Billy Kanoy was an executive assistant to then-Mayor Harry Kim, and he and then-Lieutenant Marshall Kanehailua and I talked about the ICE Task Force. Our former mayor from 2008 until 2016, Mayor Billy Kanoy, is with me today. Good morning. Aloha, Mayor. Aloha. Good morning, Sherry. Thank you for having me. I am delighted to see you. It's wonderful. And I want to let everybody know that Billy's wife, Takako, is here in the studio, but may not decide to say anything. But she's going to check Billy and make sure <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, on the street Yeah, keep me now. in check. I have a lot of questions about your family and how everybody is and things like that, what type of leadership our island needs. But first, I want to ask you about something that happened in 2014. You, at that time, gave a very moving commencement speech to the graduates at Hawaii Pacific University. And in fact, that speech was so moving that they posted it on something called the Happy Channel, which I just actually watched again this morning online. At that time, of course, in 2014, graduating from college was like graduating from high school. It meant that you were going to be able to easily go on to either work or higher education. Things have changed. So today, Mayor Billy Kanoy, what would you say to your own children and to other young people as they're looking towards the future? The message has not changed. I put out a, a little graduation message to the class of 2020 uh, a couple weeks ago on Facebook. And it was very simple. Just continue doing what you're doing. Believe in your dreams fiercely. You know, fight for them because they're worth it. And friends you make along the way, you know, keep them close because... The longer you have them, the more precious they become. And I closed it with, and always say your prayers. You know, I've come to really appreciate the power of prayer and how it can really alleviate a lot of the stress that people are feeling today, especially with a global pandemic, economic uncertainty, calls for racial justice. There's really a lot going on in our country today. All of us are going through things nobody has gone through in generations. So I believe that if we continue to hold on to our values, the values that make Hawaii special, ohana, family, smiling, living with aloha, supporting one another, that we'll come out of this okay. And that's my message to the class of 2020. You know, just continue to believe, continue to work hard, and look at the challenges that lay before you as merely obstacles, hurdles, and barriers meant to go over, around, or through. Do you use that same phrase in your commencement speech? I remember that. Yeah. So, hey, 
times change, you know, the 60s, the 70s, you know, the 2000s and all the threat of Y2K. And as crazy as today is, I know there'll be a time in the near future when we will all look back and go, whew, glad we got through that together. And that's the key. And those are the leaders we need to be looking for. That's an interesting thing because we definitely need to be looking towards the future because, you know, it's really depressing to dwell on, gee, today I cannot do this, I cannot do that. And, you know, for me personally, I really look towards a year from now because I know that when things have been bad in my life, I always thought in a year or two years, this won't be as bad as it feels right now today. What I found, having gone through my recent challenges in the last five years, is that a spirit of thankfulness and gratitude will completely reposition where you are and your outlook on life. I think when we talk about like being stuck at home versus being safe at home, you know, I cannot get out there and do what I want versus, wow, I'm with my family. What are some of the kind of creative, cool things we can do together that maybe we haven't done in our past? You know, like now we're like, my wife's not flying for Hawaiian Air at the moment, but she's got these four gardens going. We've got a chicken coop going. We've got a whole sustainability at the Kenoi compound going because, you know, she's taking advantage of opportunities that she never had before. So I think when we stop and be grateful that our children are healthy, that Hawaii continues to be a safe place to call home, um, that we're grateful for the small things, the precious things in life that really reflects and takes away that fear, uncertainty, and negativity that can easily creep in when we start feeling trapped, stuck, and afraid. Well, that's really good advice, not just for graduates, but for everybody. And if you were still mayor, it sounds like that might be your message for everybody on the island during this time of incredible uncertainty. Yeah, and uh, I, I just wish there were more conversations from our leaders to our community to talk story with us. We're all feeling the same thing, regardless of whether you live in Kuala or Kau or Hilo or Kona or, you know, your race or your, you know, geography or ethnic background or socioeconomic status. We're all feeling the same things. And I think we're all yearning for leadership that talks to us in a way that assures us and lets us know everything's going to be okay. That's got to be the message. Everything can be okay. You know, I talked a couple weeks ago to a mental health professional. I had actually spoken with her about three months ago when this was first starting. And she said some of the same things, that we need to go forward with as positive an outlook as we can because it really is very easy to get very down and mired in this if one lets oneself. You, you know... A snap of a finger, flick of a switch. You can go from joyful and optimistic to afraid, pessimistic. And for those of us who understand some of the mental health challenges that whether it's ourselves or family members or friends go through, we know that you can go down to a very dark place very quickly. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us to kind of keep an eye out for each other. You know, to make sure that, you know, the kupuna who's at home alone and auntie or uncle who nobody visiting or the cousin who might not be doing so well financially. But what really warms my heart, Sherry, is, I mean, you look at social media and you see some of the wonderful things going on with kupuna packages being delivered and cakey packets and 
food for kids that are available at schools and different locations and, you know, people donating from their heart to help others in a community who might not be in such a fortuitous position. Oh, that makes me feel proud to be from Hawaii. That's really cool. Now, I know you're not running for mayor, and that makes you the perfect person to ask about some of my next questions. <laughs> Whoever is mayor, and this mayor could be elected in August, and the new mayor will take office the first Monday in December, they're going to be dealing with an economy that is completely non-existent at this moment. It's been so devastated. What advice would you want to give to whoever our new mayor is going to be on how to look at the economy, how to look towards getting things back to some state of, and I can't even use the word normal these days, but but something different from where we are now? Yeah, I I think that word new normal, I hear it, you know, more and more often in things I read or, you know, programs I listen to, but what I would share with whoever uh, prevails in this coming election as the chief executive of Hawaii Island is you will have to make significant, difficult decisions. I mean, when I came in in 2009, 2008, I walked into the Great Recession. And at that time, people said that was the most challenging economic environment since the Great Depression. I remember Bobby Fujimoto telling me, you know, God rest his soul, I miss and love Bobby. But Bobby told me, oh, Billy, this is the toughest I ever seen it. I got scared. You know, here's a guy 80 years old. He's been in the business for a long time. Two tsunamis wiped out his business in 46 and 60. And just to remind everybody, Bobby Mm -hmm. Fujimoto created Hawaii HPM. Right, Hawaii Planning Mill. Hawaii Planning Mill, yes. So, yeah, Bobby Fujimoto, CEO of uh, HPM, reminded me how difficult uh, situation I was facing. But I walked in and immediately the new mayor is going to have to make significant position cuts. I remember cutting 55 positions, then 75 positions. After three years, we had cut 225 positions. I remember that by the end of four years, making four consecutive budget cuts. Never been done in the history of the county. And that's so difficult when you're a politician because you want to tell people yes and you want to, you know, have all these wonderful things going on. But first and foremost, we have to have sound fiscal policy because without sound fiscal policy, you cannot have good public policy. And so I would remind that person and got remember Federal support is going to be challenging, you know, with trillions of dollars being pushed out. You know, we haven't seen the real effects of COVID-19 yet. So we're going to see that unravel within the next 12 to 18 months. You know, we're talking recovery economic within 2022, 2023. If you talk to economists, they say that the underpinnings of the economy was already headed for a recession. Take away COVID-19. We were already on an extended economic expansion heading back to 2010. So we're on a 10-year unprecedented economic expansion. So the recession will be magnified because of that. So we're going to see budget cuts, probably some type of furloughs, concessions from county workers, and cuts in programs and services. But it's got to be strategic cuts because the quality of life of our island community 
cannot be diminished. So that's going to take some doing. And of course, the most important part to be able to do all of that is to have an awesome team. And so the next mayor's first job isn't going to be tackling the economy. It's going to be picking a first-class team that will help him or her see the county of Hawaii through this very challenging environment going forward. You know, you talk about a team, and one of the things that I was appreciative of when you were mayor is you had a really good bunch of team members. I just think about public works. And I remember when Bobby Command and Warren Lee were able to get Anikeohokololi Highway going and built, and Warren Lee and public works would not take any guff, let me just say, from anybody who was building something. They had to stick to bids, come in on budget, on time, or below that, and just things like that. And I know it's really hard to pick good people for an awful lot of reasons. Yeah, things didn't happen by accident. And that's why you don't see a lot of activities, uh, a lot of projects getting done today or previous. It's because it takes an entire team working hard. For Ane Keho Kololi, for example, yeah, I assigned Bobby. Yeah, I assigned Warren. But there were Federal 106 regulations. Wally Lau had to work very closely with our cultural community. Um, we had to work very closely with Hawaiian Homes and Department of Transportation. We had Michael Kane and Brendan Morioka helping. We had Senator Inouye that encouraged our federal officials to sign off on all of the key federal regulations. So, you know, it wasn't one or two people that made it happen. And when I hear other people saying, oh, so-and-so did it or so-and-so <laughs> did it, I, I go like, that's impossible. It takes an entire team, an entire team at every level of government. Because just one individual from State Historic Preservation Division can walk in and say, hmm, no, I'm sorry, I'm not signing off. Your entire infrastructure project comes to a screeching halt. So it's not just a great team, but it's communication, it's cooperation, and getting everybody to see that collective vision so that there's collective effort. When everybody works together and there's good communication, amazing things happen. But it cannot be I going to do this or I going to do that or he going to do that or she going to do that. It's the pronouns we, our, us. When you get we, our, us, it becomes incredibly powerful, the momentum to achieve and accomplish great things. And just a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations, and I'm Sherry Bracken. We are talking with former Hawaii County Mayor Billy Kanoi today, and next week we will continue the conversation with him. Next week we'll be talking tourism and the economy, the mayor job, how to think about that, and some seriously inspiring words about his health and what he's gone through to even be sitting with me in the studio. Before we get back to our conversation, a word from our sponsor. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And as we get back 
back to former Mayor Billy Canoy. Remember that you may always hear Island Conversations as a podcast wherever you get podcasts or at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. Now back to Mayor Canoy. Going forward, the role of county government and even state government, I think the roles are going to be very, very important. But I also know that the fiscal challenges that you spoke of, they're going to exist at county and state level. What should citizens of the island be looking for, for government to do, to provide, to be in the future? Oh, that's a great question, Sherry. Um, I think citizens should expect nothing less than what county and state government are required to provide. You know, public safety at the county level. There should be no cutbacks in police and fire. People should continue to feel safe on the roads, in their home, and at their workplace. The state court system, the judiciary, the prisons, uh, the prosecutors. Nobody should make an excuse like, oh, because of the budget situation, we cannot keep you as safe as we need to. I think that's unacceptable. I think because of our borrowing capacity that projects that need to move forward should go forward. That if our leaders are smart, they will take this opportunity in a down economy to use general obligation bonds to move infrastructure projects forward because the bids will come in low, public works money will keep people working it will keep the money at home and help stabilize our community and stabilize our working families. We might not see a lot of private sector money because of the credit markets and because of the uncertainty and instability among the banking community, but state and county government here in Hawaii have incredible borrowing capacity to keep our people working and keep projects that are badly needed in a growing community being built. But that requires leadership, right? No finger pointing, no excuses, no blame. And what I don't see enough of is people holding themselves accountable before the voters. Say it. You know, don't shock us, smile, and just try to be a nice guy. Say, I plan to build A, B, and C. It's going to cost this much money. It's going to take this many resources. This is who I'm going to assign to it. And this is when we'll get it done. You know, to have the courage of your convictions and your leadership to share a vision that people can understand and know what's going to get done, when, who's going to pay for it, how much is it going to cost me, and how does it benefit me. And I think when we have those conversations, people trust government a little bit more instead of hearing about a proposal they never heard of, you know, that's happening in your neighborhood, you know, next week, <laughs> you know, I just got a call from a friend on, on another island with that concern of stuff just popping up. And what we have to be mindful for as a community is to not let our leaders get away with saying, oh, sorry, was COVID-19. Like one example, when a board of regents tried to vote on a new Monarchia management plan, when everybody was confined to their homes, unable to participate, unable to attend, and they were going to vote on a very controversial management plan for Mauna Kea. That was the first petition I ever signed. I mean, in years, but I signed that petition online because I thought it was underhanded. I thought it was using a crisis as an excuse, and I thought it was unacceptable. 
for the Board of Regents to try to get away with avoiding difficult decision-making by hiding behind the COVID crisis. So I'm very aware of decisions that need to be made and ensuring that our leaders are not using that as an excuse. You brought up Mauna Kea. If you were mayor today, or if you were mayor six months ago or in the future, yeah. how would you address the issues that are keeping us from making any progress whatsoever relative to the Mount Kea situation? People camping out in a place that used to be pristine and beautiful, but having very strong convictions about what's going on with astronomy and specifically 30-meter telescope, as well as all the other OHA and DHHL issues. Now, Oof. just a small question, Billy Canoy, wow, since I you happen you to be here. I thought you my friend, Sherry. Well, I nah, guess, nah, I guess nah, we'll nah, find nah. out after. This no, I like it. Come. I like the question. I, I talk about it daily uh, with my children. You know, they're all Native Hawaiians as well. We all have different viewpoints and we all have healthy conversations. I'm a believer in our children having every tool available for higher education, whether it's STEM, you know, the science, the technology, the engineering, the mathematics. You know, I want our children to compete. When I see a local kid from our island that goes out and succeeds at college or in a profession, I feel like that's my nephew. I feel like I know that child. I'm proud for that family. You know, it makes me excited. Never met the person, don't know him, but he's one of ours. Well, I agree. You know, even those of us who aren't Native Hawaiian, it's just wonderful. Yeah, Devin Chu, that. who's the kid of Newton Chu and Roberta Chu, yeah. you know, going off getting his PhD and wanting to come uh, back, in fact, to work on the mountain. And now we come back, and with all the advocates, you know, we have to build it. But I ask myself, do we have to build it here? You mean if we don't build it on Mauna Kea, we won't look 12 billion light years to the beginning of the galaxy? We'll never know? No, we'll know. They'll just do it on La Palma. When I look at it, $1.2 billion, they don't have the money, Sherry, right now. And all these projects that keep promising jobs and a different quality of life and our kids going to be different. Really? I want to share this and I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm 52 years old. I'm born and raised 51. Look at me assuming I'm 52 <laughs> in November. Just for that I might not make them now. <laughs> nah, nah. You will. You know, I say Tobacco's face. <laughs> but I'm 51 and Sherry, I don't know a single person. Cousin, classmate, friend, or acquaintance that has benefited or is successful because of astronomy. I, I, I just don't. I know really? to choose. I know to choose children. They're right. awesome. But who else? And so, you know, is that important enough to rip our community apart? And I say no. I say you, you get $2.4 to build the 30-meter telescope. I like C. We don't need another rail on Hawaii Island. Imagine if the construction proceeded and they were halfway digging into Mauna Kea for an 18-story structure and found out that they didn't have enough money to go forward. I mean, a desecration of Mauna Kea. I've moved on a spectrum. Don't get me wrong. I can see that. Yeah, but what I've seen now and what I've heard and what I know, I, I do not see ripping apart our island so we can peer into the galaxy 12 billion years ago. Do you think that astronomy 
other than 30-meter telescope, then has a future or should be on Hawaii Island? Oh, absolutely. Astronomy is a huge part. Imiloa is a gift to our island. We should all be proud of the astronomers and the amazing work they do. I'm not talking about astronomy. I'm talking about 30 meters. 1.2 billion, right? China, India, Canada, United States. We cannot even cooperate with those countries today, Sherry. And remember, we had Governor Abercrombie, Marcy Greenwood. Now we got David Lassner, David Ige. Who, who, who's next? And what are their positions? You think we can sustain this construction on Mauna Kea for the next decade on track, on time, on budget with different leaders and different priorities? It's not possible, Sherry. And now with the information that some countries are withholding funding, now Caltech being pressured on their contributions and that they in fact use student funds without prior approval for this project and the previous information that the monies from the National Science Foundation and the United States wasn't going to be used for construction, merely for operation. But now they need that money for construction, which requires a new environmental impact statement that will last three more years. And with the present delay, there's estimates that the costs have nearly doubled. And that's not you know, an exaggeration when we look at rail, how it went from three to nine billion in a blink of an eye we can see that construction also happening. My belief is when we see these big projects be proposed for Hawaii, take the money for the construction, stick it in escrow, show everybody that you have the resources to begin, maintain, and complete it. Then let's move forward with approvals. But to pull the community apart for a project that has way more questions than answers is not something I'd be supportive of today. So at this point, given that Governor Ige has, it's still his responsibility, but he's sort of abdicated part of it to the mayor of the island of Hawaii. What should the mayor be doing to help get us to resolve this situation? Because there's still folks camping out up there. And it's just, it's sad. You know, they're camping because that's the only way they can prevent poor decision-making from occurring. You know, resistance has a proud history and a proud culture, as we see today. Women were allowed to vote because of resistance. People were given privileges that were previously denied because of resistance. And as Native Hawaiians, do I want to look like Oahu? I go to Oahu today, Sherry, and I want to leave the island. No disrespect to people on Oahu. But Maui, they're all beautiful islands, but the last pristine place in the world at least the Pacific, but I'm going to go the world, <laughs> is Hawaii Island. And we should put every large-scale project through the microscope. 142 construction jobs for a decade. Is that what we fighting for? So we can take better pictures of the universe? Really? When we know technology is so rapid that the 30-meter telescope might be obsolete in 5 to 10 years, Sherry. And... This is what this fight is about. I'm for good projects that bring good jobs and support a thriving economy for Hawaii Island. But I cannot be in support of projects that tear apart our community, that pull apart our culture, and that pushes the Native Hawaiian down and have people say that, oh, you people, 
if you would only support these projects, you'd have better education, better housing, and greater opportunity. Really, astronomy has been around for five decades. I didn't see it change a thing. You know, if we have 600-foot towers in Waikiki, we'll have more jobs and more opportunity and more affordable housing. We have yet to see that occur. So, to 30-meter telescope, to all of the brave men and women in Kupuna who got themselves arrested, I have nothing but the highest respect for all of them. The law enforcement who have to stand on the other side, I have nothing but respect and aloha for a lot of them because they were cousins, brothers, friends, and classmates. Everybody was put in a difficult position. But what can a mayor do? Nothing. Does he control funding, decision-making, or anything that happens on a mountain? No. You know, it's the state and the University of Hawaii. What has to happen is the University of Hawaii has to give up management of Mauna Kea. They have failed time and time again, and we don't need a body on Oahu making critical decisions for a sacred special place like Mauna Kea that exists on Moku, Keawe, or Hawaii Island. So uh, I think that Mauna Kea management plan needs to be restructured significantly, and the decision-making, the center of decision-making, needs to move from Honolulu to Hawaii Island. And with that, we're going to pause our conversation with former Hawaii County Mayor Billy Kanoi and pick it up next week where we'll talk about tourism and the economy, the mayor job, and we'll also talk about his health and how he has really gotten through the last several years. He gives an incredibly moving tribute to his wife, Takako. This is Island Conversations, and I'm Sherry Bracken, and I'm really grateful to all our listeners for being with us today. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.